Rock Rising is an artist-focused, nonprofit organization. We rely on listeners like you to keep going. If you want to find out how you can support a show, an artist, or give to our 2021 organizational costs, please go to rockrising.org donate. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, let's start. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. Why not? All right, I'll go first. Okay, so what I want to get rid of this week is um, unsolicited opinion. Mm, oh, God. You know? That would be great. Because nine times out of ten, an unsolicited opinion is about something that's just not it's not only not someone's business it is not business mm. like if you if you it, Gina if somebody came up and was like hey i happen to see the first page of the script that you wrote and i happen to think that it might be stronger if you did x you might be like um I didn't ask, but it's still about something that could be remotely conceived of as consequential. Mm-hmm. But if someone was like, Gina, have you considered wearing more gray or like less cream? You would be like, <laughs> uh, have you considered kissing my ass? Because it's none of your fucking business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's like, that's just, I don't know how I feel. I've got somebody who who does that, and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing and why? Right, right. I, 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 I just, this energy would be better spent somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it also, it's like, it reminds me of, if I if I'm proving my rule, you know, the vest incident in in the supply store or whatever the whatever that store is what what is it what's it called? What uh, supply? The, the mountain mountain supply oh, mountain oh, camping oh, gear, gear and supply outdoor gear exchange Thanks, yeah. the Oge yeah, yeah. like. Did we get it? I feel like we were kind of crossing. We were dealing with two lines, right? One line was, yeah, if 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 he if he doesn't like the vest, it doesn't really matter if we like the vest. Uh, for the listeners, Gina's husband wanted one vest, and we thought that another vest also was- should be gotten. Yes. Um. And I feel like what then happened was an argument about whether or not the second vest was a a stylish one. And (laughs) so it it like it was a hybrid. It was a hybrid. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, you know, like y'all are married and and what is a marriage without uh a guy being 
pushed into wearing clothes that he doesn't realize are more stylish than he would otherwise pick up for himself. Um, this, <laughs> yeah, this is, true. you know, you know, I'm not in favor. I'm not like a traditional marriage person by any means, but you know, heterosexual marriage does have some rules. Hmm. Hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. Right. It does. It and does. that, that, that being one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. That's for sure. No, I, I, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you, Hundo P, on this whole... Are you? Today. You don't seem with me. You I, don't seem with me. I'm with you, Stephen. Are you? Are you? Stephen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, what do you want to get rid of? <laughs> um, I want to get rid of... How do I phrase this exactly? I guess people... Okay, the impulse when when something when you don't know how to do something, the impulse to simply freak out loudly about it rather than see if the answer has already been given to you. Um and this ex- especially I was about to say, oof, especially um mm. I, I see this Maybe a lot. Drink an in, espresso. Uh, oh, in uh <laughs> um like on things on Zoom, like big things, big things on Zoom in the chat um Mm -hmm. so i've been doing some phone banking and um it's really crazy because it's like uh there are often these like you know event zoom events where you all are calling at the same time and there's instructions on how to do it and it's just i did one yesterday and it was insane everybody so many people were just like how do i do this even though like two seconds earlier there was very clear instructions and somebody was was talking through the instructions at the same exact moment. Um, and just the amount of like, it's just that impulse of like, but I don't know mm. what I'm doing. Where like the clenching up and lashing out of like fear um, and needing to have the answer immediately. Uh, that just like makes such a weird energy for everybody else. And also is just like, so not, not helpful for that person in finding the answer. Like, right. I, it's just such an interesting human impulse. And I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Because it's it sounds like it's also two things. Mm-hmm. It's not just not uh looking up the answer before sort of not egotistically, but like um self-importantly pressing that question to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. It's also like another instance of self-centeredness of like not listening because what you're trying to figure out is obviously a greater priority than what's being explained to you. Mm, right. And, and right. yeah, because, right. and I, I, uh, I see that all the time. Also see like, because just in general, there's so many things with like, especially like you said, technology, things like, the like a phone things like um basic editing software like iMovie type stuff mm-hmm. that people will be like i don't know how to do that i i can't i mean like i can't look i what, what how am i supposed to even do that and i'm like well have you actually tried one time <laughs> yeah <laughs> because if you tried one time you would probably find that these platforms are very user friendly. Right. <laughs> and 
there's also like a help search bar and there's also a plethora of youtube videos mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in many cases if you just hover the mouse over the area in question it It'll will suggest some something to yeah. you yeah <laughs> like it, it, yeah i yeah. i you know we have a a mutual friend uh with whom uh editing and uh, needed to be done on something we worked on together and i was like i'll need you to do some because i don't have the space on my computer it was this like freak out and i was like i don't know what you think i've done to learn how to do this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. other than doing it. <laughs> but yeah. I promise you it's accessible. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you can do it. Just right. Mm -hmm. Just give it a second. Give it a chance. Give it a look, a look. See. Yeah. 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 And, and like, you know, my roommate is big in terms of like YouTube videos. If you have a question, look for a YouTube tutorial. Mm. Now, sometimes, that falls into the thing that I would want to get rid of because sometimes I'm like, I, it's not a problem mm. I'm looking to so fix. Like unsolicited. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to be soliciting yeah. <laughs> so forcefully, mm -hmm. maybe just do a quick little look-see yeah. <laughs> to see if it's been addressed. Right. It's <laughs> a quick little look-see. <laughs> oh, man. Look, a quick little look-see. A little look-see. Yeah. Well, let's take a look-see, a little look-see at 2003, shall we? Welcome to Should We Keep This the Cultural Review Podcast that doesn't give a shit about how much you love The Lord of the Rings. We got rid of it. Not just the two towers. We got rid of the whole no. damn franchise. Oh, 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 Return of the King was your favorite one? Kill yourself. We look back whoa, over the whoa, past whoa, 50 whoa, years whoa. of film, music, and television to challenge your nostalgia. Yes, you, you, your nostalgia. Get over it. We're not talking about the Lord of the Rings. We ain't doing it. Oh, you love the part where the ghosts come out from behind the ship? Oh, you love the, oh, it still only counts as one. Uh, certainty of death, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I bet you also love the troops, except when they get their lobster on Wednesdays, you piece of shit. We're not doing it. Lobster? It's just a, it's a thing. Okay, keep going. Uh, keep going. Don't let me stop you. Yeah. To get at the question, should we keep this? I'm Stephen Moskus. <laughs> I'm Gina, sad about Lord of the Rings, Stevenson. And it's 2003. Sure is. And we're talking about not the return of the fucking king, you idiot. Jeez, why we're are talking you so about. Aggressive? I, know. I, I, don't, Anyways, I don't. Keep going, keep going. Sorry, I don't want to. Yeah, we're talking about the top 10 songs of 2003, and we're talking about the hit TV show. <laughs> Crime scene yeah. investigation. Yes. Oh, bam, yes, bam, bam. We, we sure are. Um, yeah, and occasionally we're referred to as CSI Las Vegas, oh. though initially, it, it as the original, it was just CSI. Right, right. CSI classic. Um, yeah, Vin vi vintage. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, oh, Ridge. It's been a while since we had just. With this since we just did just did no movies in a year, but right, right. Um, should we start with CSI? Let's start. I don't know. Let's start. We? Let's, do Let's it. Start. Um, start with it. So Let's once again, this is a TV show, and so you know, there's not a exact synopsis, but um, we watched a couple episodes from different seasons, um, and this is as Stephen said, CSI stands for Crime Scene Investigation. 
It's set in Las Vegas, and we follow a, a team of crime scene investigators, you guessed it, as they uh, investigate the, the grisly murders that take place in Las Vegas. Um, and this was, well, I'm sure you'll say it, you'll talk about this, but um, this was like the first big uh, like crime show? No. No, Same not technically, <laughs> but okay. So the, it, it, while law and order predates CSI by right. a lot, right. there is no question that CSI started the proliferation of the gritty crime procedural. Right. And like because... law and order was so much about like, like the interview, like the detectives, which is the whole point of this too. Yeah. Versus you, sorry. The right. And, the and they would always like find the dead body as mm -hmm. opposed to like seeing yeah. the person get murdered. Mm -hmm. The, so, so this is part of a franchise. The, it's the original. It ran for 15 seasons, Oof. a spinoff Miami CSI Miami ran for 10 seasons. Second spinoff CSI New York ran for nine seasons Jeez. and then the third spinoff csi cyber Ooh, ran for just two seasons no just two seasons unfortunately uh but it is clear that i feel like it's clear that csi las vegas is the engine of the franchise because all of the other CSIs like begin and end while CSI Las Vegas is still running mm -hmm. and CSI cyber. <laughs> it started during the last year of Las Vegas mm. and then the very next year was canceled. Ah. And I, I also think it's hilarious that uh, the lead of CSI cyber was Ted Danson. Yeah. And it means that he went immediately from CSI to the good place. I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, and, in terms of chronology, that's he went from that, right? Yeah. Because ah, yeah, funny. because CSI is uh, the good place had four seasons. It's twenty 2020, twenty, so twenty sixteen, hmm. and CSI Cyber hmm. went out in twenty sixteen. Wow, that's so. So funny. he went like right. It was right back to back. Those are probably the same roles that he had in both. I think so. I think yeah. he thinking. I think joining an existing property like that probably felt like a bunch of people walking around like it was the good place and then he realized oh no this is actually the bad place <laughs> right <laughs> spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the good place season one it's a good yeah. analogy yeah i love it yeah so this move this show has is filled full of people who have done loads of things who were working beforehand however this is their main gig if i list william peterson maybe you've seen the skulls maybe you've seen the movie fear with mark Wahlberg and reese witherspoon yeah. but you don't remember him from that you remember him as grissom from csi mm -hmm. you got uh marge helgenberger <laughs> she's done loads of work but you don't you just you don't remember her as that mm -hmm. and then uh there's just everyone has loads of work but everybody 
they're they're here for yeah except for the guy business. who was also in friday night lights maybe i remembered him from friday night lights that's maybe just me <laughs> who do you remember from friday night lights the guy oh geez okay so the what is the character's actual name uh so you don't have was, to get the character well who is he in friday night lights oh, he, oh he's riggins older brother Um, don't worry. I'm not <laughs> George. My phone George right Eads the third. Right? Oh God! It has to be the same guy. Okay. Yeah, and he's all okay. So I have that George Eads. He's also in the reboot of MacGyver. Oh. Uh, yes. Wait, but see, that's the thing. Everything that. Oh, look at that! Wait, no, but he also okay, keep going. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, please, please fact check. Um, <laughs> unlike presidential debates that will have been long in the past, mm. when this comes out, we we oh, need God. live when fact checking. When this comes out, we'll know who the freaking president. Anyways, keep going. Mm-hmm. When this comes out, the president may be inaugurated. Uh, oh, wow. Although, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just the new year. Maybe it's just a bunch of people talking about how they're so glad 2020 is over and then mm-hmm. 2021 ends up somehow worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of been the MO since 2016. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, everyone's just been like, oh, thank God that year's over. This is going to yeah. be the year right. that it gets worse. It's the year that it gets worse. <laughs> so. the uh, Oh, my God. Sorry. This is not the same actor. That's. Crazy. Quinn from the other room just said, seriously, he looks exactly like him. I'm sorry, but I Look, am okay accepting admitting when I was wrong. That is insane. He looks Derek Phillips, George Eads the third. They look, if you just Google them, wow. I, no offense to George Eads, but I don't feel like I like him because they don't look that similar. They do. I mean, they're, okay. they're like, they're if white you, dudes, but they but don't look no, that similar. No, no, if you imagined, if you had only seen George Eads as a younger person, and then you saw, uh, sorry, if you only see, had seen Derek Phillips as a younger person, like in his 20s, and then you saw George Eads in CSI, you're like, oh, that's that guy 10, 15 years later. I swear. Oh, man. Except Friday Night Lights was... I don't like care about the chronology. Five years <laughs> after CSI. Okay, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I swear that's what was happening. Oh man. Okay. Anyways, I'll, you get back on track. I I yeah, derailed it. Um, wow, I'm so shocked. So it's got loads of Emmy noms. Ooh. Ah, for um, loads of Emmy noms for like makeup, prosthetics, cinematography, effects. It's got uh, cinematography. Jesus Christ, I wrote that down beforehand having watched before having watched some more episodes. Um, so it was criticized yeah. for um, so one of its constant, like heavy criticisms is it's sort of betrayal and glorification, like glorification, mm-hmm. mainly betrayal, but it, I, I have a feeling in the, the, the war way we often talk about that, mm-hmm. like, it 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 makes um like sexual violence look yeah cool the the it also says like it's criticized for its portrayal of sexual fetishism and we want to be clear on this podcast if if you got something you're into you do be into it yeah be into it totally if if something that you're into is 
killing someone else, don't be we don't that. support that. No, we don't, don't support that. We don't. We do not get our endorsement. But if it's just feet, fucking sign up for all the OnlyFans you want. <laughs> I've got stories. Look, look at those feet. Yes, Gita's got stories <laughs> about some feet shit. All right. No, I mean, to, okay. Feet stories. Not, you talk no, about I'm not. Gina. Ta- we're not. We're you not know? still talking about the Did you say, Gina, that your thing. feet stories are in poor taste? I am talking about. I've got some stories about somebody I went to like middle school and high school with who had a foot fetish and he was creepy to some of my friends and then to me. Anyways, Ugh. anyways. Ugh. Uh, I, I I met somebody at a party and she was like, yeah, I, I'm lo- looking to find work, but I've mainly been selling pictures of my feet. <gasps> Whoa. Like, yeah. Also, the I'm an accountant um, trend on TikTok of like loads of people selling pictures of fucking feet. It, you know? It's okay. Uh, Keep moving. Wow. Yeah. Big time. Um, and we support it. We have uh, no we problem. Do. We do. We do. We do. Um, we do. As long if as you that, cut that. off a person's foot. Hmm, then don't support that unless that is their fetish right if it's consensual, we do not support it right yes but we don't know what the word is to cut off a body part we don't know what that right amputation um, hmm. but no mm, consensual amputation but it's not like voluntary a voluntary amputation right <laughs> but is there a word that like localizes it to the foot like a foot erectomy pedectomy pedectomy yeah, I don't know. The okay, so the uh, Parents TV Council ranked it the worst primetime show from seasons two to six. Ooh, and that's probably because more and worse shows started to come out and air in primetime. I.e., <laughs> so like we talked about, you know, uh, Law and Order, but like a show like Criminal Minds mm-hmm. would not exist without CSI. Right. And uh, also uh, NCIS is also a direct parallel to CSI, not not law and order. So it's like the the Mm. detective. The like crime, the like true crime analyst procedural is. Yeah. 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 Um, Not I want to remove any emphasis from the true in true crime. (laughs) Um, Yeah. The. Something that's also pretty cool is the the um, so when Georgia Fox left the show, um, I don't remember her name in the show, but she she might it might have been Savannah, but she's the one that like Grissom dates that like he eventually leaves for Mm. and to go like find and stuff. And when she was leaving the show, there was this like massive fundraising campaign to try to get her to stay by fans. And so they like, like collectively raised $8,000 and yeah, to try to keep her on the show. Yeah. And then it was, it was donated to, and this was like before GoFundMe was the thing. Now, like if you trip and fall, you can raise like 15 grand. But like this was before that. And they were like people were getting skywriting filled out to keep her on the show. And they donated it to the court appointed special advocates association. So it's like legal representation for like me- like mentally handicapped people that basically need special advocates and mm-hmm. then there was another um the miniature of 
Grissom's office that we see in the Living Doll episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> it sold on eBay for almost 16 grand. Jeez. And they donated that to the Special Advocate, uh, wow. uh, Special Advocates Association. Yeah. Um, so the big effects that this has uh, in terms of like actual effects, we can talk about its depiction of policing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it won the Big Brother Austria Award in 2007 for uh depictions of a a desirable surveillance state where civil rights are merely impediments to investigations (laughs) and god it it also is there it it has led to what um lawyers and judges call the csi effect Mm -hmm. where juries and like and defendants have extremely high expectations of DNA evidence. They expect that DNA is capable of more things than it is capable of. And they expect that like any crime that gets committed, there will be some sort of DNA to match. And that if you don't, if you're not like seeking to match DNA, then you are uh, being negligent. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, and I, there are, should I describe its depiction of the police process now, or should I wait until we vote? I think let's vote and describe it. Yeah. Then. Yeah. I think it'll be hard not to be skewed <laughs> or not skewed, right. but have opinions. Right. I think opinions will cool, be welcome. Cool, 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 cool. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, two, one. One. Out here in the fields. Oh, what? I really want to know. What does that mean? Is that a Uh, yay or nay? I mean, that's it's just the theme song. Um, Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. uh, But yeah, no. No, right. Yeah, I said no. Fuck this. This no. Fuck this show. Yeah. it is the I so I will go first and say okay. One of the things in terms of the police process, I'll get right back into it. Um, yeah, yeah. So exactly. this is a world in which uh, crime scene analysts are also special investigators and mm-hmm. are police that conduct raids. Yeah. No. This it's is. Crazy. Absolutely not at all correct to the point where the the crime scene investigators who collect the evidence from the scene are not allowed to be the investigators who process the evidence mm. because it compromises mm-hmm. their the the scientific nature of it they have to be impartial because if they're collecting the evidence and they're seeing the scene, they're developing an opinion of what has happened and it compromises the, uh, I'll just repeat myself, impartiality (laughs) and scientific nature of the Mm -hmm. research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, It it, it, like, I, I also, I, I gotta say it, the living doll episode 
it depicts there were some some abuses of the legal system or of policing that uh, parallel Hmm. in recent years times where people have been severely uh, victimized Hmm. to the point of being murdered by police activities such as this. In the Living Doll episode, they develop the opinion that the that somebody in a neighboring apartment to the one in which someone has been murdered rigged the wires to electrocute this guy who's been murdered mm-hmm. so they knock on his door nobody answers and then they just hammer it in with the battering ram and come in guns drawn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and w- where is the guy he's in the bathtub with headphones in mm-hmm. so like the idea of the police surprise. I mean, if he had done, I mean, it just, it was way too close. Yeah. Yeah. To Brianna Taylor. Totally. totally. For, yeah. It, it just, it was those events, except we're supposed to think the cops are cool for right. doing that. Doing whatever it takes. No, totally. And that happened in another episode too of the, um, I'm forgetting the title of it, but it was like season nine, the, whatever was the top, the, the like number one episode or whatever, um, you know, where it, it was like a hotel, but still they like, you know, just like barged in completely. And even for the, it's just like such a, yeah, with, without knocking, without announcing themselves, guns drawn, you know, and like nobody right. was there, but like if people had been there, you know, what would have happened? Like, it's just, um, right. Yeah, and, and the fact that it, the way it conflates like every job in 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 the solving and or like investigating of a crime to be like these four people's job basically, um, yeah, it's so it's so obviously like not how things work, not how things should work, um, and it like makes it it's this weird. It also just like everything happens so quickly because it's they're trying to keep us interested. Um, Mm. then I feel like with that thing of the CSI effect and like how people think about real investigations of crimes, like the, you know, within 20 minutes of an episode, we get like the fingerprint, the fingerprint matches, you know, the DNA swab, it's exactly where we thought it was going to be. It matched, like there's, it's just like everything happens so fast that I feel like it really skews, um, an audio, a public's like expectation of like how how a crime should be solved and and like can be solved and um yeah. and the fact that it was like the most watched show like in the world you know it's just like crazy it so clearly has an impact and had an impact mm-hmm. on on people watching it and like for something so as important as like how we think about um you know crime and police uh like it's just pretty yeah pretty scary right yeah. also yeah and the other thing uh, that you you reminded me like we the the idea that when they get a fingerprint and they search for it they just find matches right immediately like, and they look at it with their eyeballs to find they're like they look at one they look at another like yep those match sometimes and i'm like That's and it, <laughs> yeah it's like yeah you are not able to do that and even then the the only way that the police department has a fingerprint to match your mm-hmm. fingerprint to is if you have been processed by the police department. 
Right. Like if you haven't previously committed a crime, which you've been uh, fingerprinted, they don't have it. Right. Right. But they so, always like, it, have it. Yeah. Right. I'm like, well, this is just, they just live in a city where everyone is, are, has already been convicted of several crimes, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, I think it's bizarre. There's a couple things that I think are bizarre. Um, I don't like Grisham's presentation of like this father figure, mentor, savior guy. Like we see two times that like when he's leaving, we, you know, uh, Riggins older brother says, (laughs) I will never forget what you have taught me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I, I mean, weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. You know, and, and then, uh, in the episode in which one of the characters is, is killed, we see this video in which he's, it's basically, it's a taped video. He's trying to get custody of his kid. And so he's mm-hmm. got a, he's doing a number of things. Um, I have no idea how realistic it is to have a taped psychological evaluation in an attempt to get custody of your child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's talking about Grissom mm-hmm. as this like amazing father figure that's turned his life around. And I'm like, right. that's inappropriate. Yeah. You, that's yeah. inappropriate <laughs> for right. you to have that kind of relationship to yeah. your <laughs> boss. Right. Period. Totally. Totally. And Grissom as a character, at least from, you know, cause I never, I had never watched this show until we watched it now um somehow i just like never saw it and like but i just i don't i don't get i mean and maybe i just need to have watched you know lots and lots of episodes to really get a feel for his character but it feels just like very it just feels like something the show is telling us about him that like i don't see in his behavior how he talks to people what he does like i just didn't see anything from his character that made it seem as though he was like a wise, kind mentor type boss or something. Like, I don't know. I just like, I felt like the show really wanted that to be the case because again, he's the lead and this show is, you know, telling us that these, the people in this team are always the good guys basically. Um, And so like, we need to think about him as, you know, somebody who is a a great person a great mentor or whatever. Um, So that the public will think that about like, you know, police officers basically even though they're not police officers but you know like but they do everything that cops do so yeah but but i was like i don't see you're not like showing me you're just telling me you know um in like what he does because he just felt very he felt totally bland and like i just couldn't get a feel for him it was really weird yeah i mean he's basically just he's you know reserved yes he's kind uh and and then mainly he just always knows best like he's always mm-hmm. the yeah the one to be the smartest and the yeah. one to be the best and so i think it's just because i did watch it and i do mm-hmm. remember having this feeling that like he was the one mm-hmm. that like it's it, unlike law and order it where i feel like you know you have 
Sam Watterson and you have Mariska Hargitay and you have, mm-hmm. you know, these different people where like you have uh, ice tea that like they don't all defer to a single person mm-hmm. who is the most reliable one to have the win. Right. Right. No, it's like a team, it's a team effort. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's very, um, you know, it, it's much more of an advocacy for uh, Hobbes Leviathan and a strong central authority, the CSI, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, uh, Dick Wolf is clearly more of a, a, a Lockean uh, mm-hmm. a- advocate. You know, he's coming from it, you know, tabula rasa, man is good. Um, we haven't had a, a pretentious Steven uh, moment in a while so thank you I feel like I feel did. like last episode I feel like last episode <laughs> I was doing a lot of uh, dialectical materialism of Chicago uh, <laughs> and uh, and of orcs um, <laughs> well I guess I just so didn't, I, I guess, think, I, guess right. I was pretentious too because I didn't clock yeah those. yeah you were just um, you were down you were down for it baby <laughs> communism is in uh, <laughs> Yeah. Another oh. thing about the show too, I just and this I'm I'm most again I'm curious in if since you've seen more episodes if you feel this as well mm. as well but like you were talking about the the way it sort of treats like fetishes and stuff and but I was just oh, thinking absolutely. about the I way about that. the way it it treats like sexuality generally um, because it is like in Vegas and there is a sense of like you know a lot of like oh we're in Vegas so there's like gambling and there's you know strip clubs and prostitutes like all kinds of you know like there is like a a sexual underbelly of like everything of like so much because it's like part of the uh impression of like what vegas is and i just felt like especially in this episode um the first episode of season four which was actually coming out in 2003 like there were so many weird relationships to sex that were both like that were very like shame filled but mm-hmm. also like trying to just be be funny, like trying to be played, playing people's shame right. for a laugh um, or like somebody or like Grissom and, you know, like not understanding the lingo of a strip club, like was funny, but like this woman who, uh, and I was like, is her backstory that like, she was a stripper? Like, why does she know? I don't know. But right. she like knew all the lingo because she's a woman or I don't know, like was like supposed to be very funny, right. but also, yeah, just like shameful. It was really strange. Uh, I did not like. That. Yeah, it was like it was it was this weird line of like, because this is a show that's for all of the country, there's this sort of like weird sexual repressiveness, but also like is sex shaming but not of the main cast mm-hmm. because there was a when the when the medical examiner Ugh, yeah <laughs> finds glitter that has an s that he's like that's that that glitter is from this strip club end of story she's like you go duck Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. okay, so when it's, when it's them, right, it's, it's fine. you go right. when it's anyone else, it's, it's ugh. Ugh. or in the mm-hmm. case of the, like the main sort of detective police guy, he's like, 
you know, uh, uh, fuck all these miscreants and yeah, you just you know, uh, sexual perverts and shit. And I'm just like, I the the thing to me is, yeah, this was written by a bunch of people in L.A. Mm. who you know and then it is shot in la by people in la and it's also like at the time you know this was still at the time where it was like news if like britney spears had had sex you know like we should <laughs> let's not forget there was a period where like mandy moore was on the cover of people magazine talking about waiting until marriage like that was God, pop no. culture yeah wow. and the what I think it absolutely fails to capture is the reality of like, yes, they would all know strip club lingo. Mm -hmm. It is the center of, of sex work before the internet. And so they would know all of that. It would be their prerogative to have that lingo under their belt. Also, because there's so much sex work they wouldn't it would be it'd be like so if we were to be talking about masturbation and somebody were to be coming from like a utah community where they weave their own dresses and they don't have electricity and then some were to be like you know i i one one day i i i i um I, I touched myself. We would be like, yeah, people do that. Mm -hmm. Th these people, they're in Vegas. Like, right, th right. They would be, they would have that exact same thing. It's like, you went to a strip club. Yeah, people do that. That's right. what Vegas is. Right, right. They wouldn't yeah. be like, went to a strip club? <gasps> right, I know. Saw, saw, saw a hooker, saw a prostitute. Yeah, yeah. You watching a, you watching a porno video in your, in your room? Oh my God. Like, it uh. just, it, it Ugh. it wouldn't be shocking. They would right. because also as their job, they'd spend so much time getting people to admit these things mm -hmm. that if they had a like a shaming attitude about it, they would never get them to admit anything. They would right. be terrible police officers. They have to be like dude, Yeah, they have to make normalize you, it so that right. somebody will be willing to say yes, yes, right. Like you were watching like I Look, I don't I'm trying to figure out what people were doing on the floor. Right. If you were in your room watching a watching porn movie, that's, that's fine. On, I don't really that's care. I'm whatever. talking about like, a murder I, right now. Yeah. Right. Like somebody's dead and yeah. you're God. thinking that I give a shit about Armageddon on. I don't. Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to map stuff out. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. like it it Yeah. Yeah, for for a joke, it it compromises their investigation mm -hmm. uh right also in in that same episode they're mm -hmm. trying to get the body out of a free out of an ice oh, machine yeah and he like dislocates the body's i hip. know they just make it a funny thing of like how do we get I'm this like, body out of here what, like, like so what if they're what if that was significant i know to Seriously. how they died Right, and it probably, yeah, like considering the way how careful they are with, with every single cube of ice that has blood in it, they're like, don't care about this body, <laughs> when that's the obviously right. the most important part. It's so right. weird. It, yeah, so it, weird. it makes no, it, it makes no sense. Also, there's times where it's like, they, they, they walk in, 
and they're just they're walking in and they're touching things with their bare hands <laughs> and it's like you solve everything with fingerprints and dna and y'all are getting your dna everywhere i know i know, you know? God. it, it yeah. just it it does yeah. not make no. any sense it doesn't you know it doesn't yeah let's get rid of it goodbye yeah goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. especially like you know especially when we're in this age of like whether or not the police should be defunded right. you know shows like this depict the police as being able to do things that they are not really able to do like if you right. if a murder is not solved in the first 48 hours mm-hmm. they're probably not going to solve it mm-hmm. yeah the majority of murders go unsolved right it's true and so right so yeah. the they're even just skewing how how many how successful at solving murders uh, the police are is like another thing that's just setting up the wrong expectation for how, for how we should think about how they do their work and, and how, what we should expect, you know, and how much we should pay for them to do their work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, It's gone. Bye. Bye. Yes. Bye. (laughs) Oh, that was yeah. That was good. Um, should we talk about some music then? Let's talk about some music. It's 2003. I'm also all right. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna. Uh, this is the year of Stephen <laughs> inserts himself first into the conversation. Great. I <laughs> I thought this was interesting because I'm. You know, music works in mysterious. It's unlike anything else where, Mm. like, as long as it's on the radio, it's new. And, like, it happens all the time where it's like, oh, something comes out and it doesn't get, like, traction, but then it's in a movie and suddenly it does. And you're like, oh, man, I love this new song that actually came out three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like that thing happens all the time. Like if it's charting, it's new. And I think that there are songs in this year because we're getting into like when we were listening to the radio and when we were young and when we were like really processing pop music. Mm-hmm. It's not that some of them don't feel as old as like 17 years ago. Mm. It's that they don't all feel the same age. No, they really don't. Yeah, it's so funny. Some of them feel so old. Um, right. Some feel like, oh, I just heard that last week. Yeah, yeah. It's right. Really, it's really strange. And it's not even like, they're not even my favorites, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I would say there's a couple that I'm like, oh, yeah, I bet that was 2003. And mm-hmm. then there's some that was like, ooh. That could be anywhere between 2001 and 2007. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that is not my favorite at all. But I'm like, if you told me that came out in 2009, I would believe it. Um, I like yeah. that. I thought you were going to be like far more extreme with your like 1992 or it could have been 2019. <laughs> but I just like the small, the relatively <laughs> small window that you gave to that. It could have been no, 2001. Like 
could have been 2003. But, de- <laughs> but develop, developmentally, though, it is no, not yeah. a small window because 2001, uh-huh. I was in the sixth grade. And then in 2009, I was the senior right. in high school. So, no, like, those yeah. were, you know, those very big, different big developmentally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's start at, with the. Uh, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go for it. it. Uh, go for it. Ah, uh, man. Okay. Well, uh, we'll start at the top. We'll start at the the back end and work our way down with number ten. Oh, sweet, which sweet is countdown. The, yeah. So the tenth, the number ten song of the year. Oh my goodness, was a song that. Wow. When Stephen came to to Vermont, we just had a little dance party too, randomly, yeah. which is <laughs> "Bring Me to Life" by Evanescence. Ooh, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> Um, and this was from Evanescence's debut album. Um, right. Was there a which, second album? We don't. Uh, um, I know because knows, I but... loved Evanescence. So yes, there was. But they never. Uh, I don't think it ever went on the radio or anything. Right. But um, I, but just, yeah. I remember her being in like a, a Seether track. Oh, but oh yeah. Could, them. There was like the Seether. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. What? Uh, see, see, no, I think you're right. I was just thinking about if you. Yeah, it's definitely Seether. Or if it was Seether versus Seether. Oh, I, I feel like I always heard it as an unvoiced th, a Seether. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but then I, I don't remember that one song that they that she was featured on. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. Either. But I remember her being featured on it. I remember her wearing angel wings, and I remember it being oh, yeah. sort of like junkyardy, love the way you lie type vibes. Right. Uh, right. In the video. But all I can think of is uh, Lips of an Angel, which oh. I don't even think is a Seether song. Um, I don't know. But yeah. Coming from the lips of an angel. Calling my name you what we're talking about right now. No, it's not. Me to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Around. Um, thoughts on this song, Stephen? I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's just so great, right? (laughs) It's just so great. What, what is weird to me is like the mix of aesthetics. Like we are seeing, this is the period where the nineties are meeting yeah. The 2010s, 2010s mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like, it, yeah, there's real like, and, and, you know, we're seeing that with like, just in general, as we'll, we'll talk about it, like, you know, yes, there was lots of like hip hop, but there wasn't, it was more like R and B throughout the nineties. And we're starting to see way more like club oriented hip hop and rap mm-hmm. start to like, the beginnings of that sort of taking over. And then we are also seeing like this song. And this is probably why it feels like older than some of the other ones is because it's, it's this, it is this sort of still hard rock, uh, like baggy, the, it's the baggy clothes. I feel like. Oh, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the baggy you know, clothes. It's the it's just and it's also such a um, it's true. Like maybe I don't know if it feels that way for everybody because like I just have such a specific temporal memory of like this song and like this time. Of, it, it equates so easily with a time in my life because I loved Evanescence and I was totally that 
I was wearing those baggy pants with the straps in the back and the, you know, the the pop punk kind of world was not that this song is pop punk, but that just like it fits in the same kind of genre, like feeling. Um, And I also, it's nice to like Evanescence, like have like a female singer for Mm. kind of genre was still like relatively unusual at the, in the art. It's still relatively unusual. It's still unusual. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't have that much of this style of music. Right. 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 Um, so yeah, so I want to keep it, um, and it also yeah. is very like Lincoln Park feeling though, especially the like uh, yeah. when the male voice comes in. I mean, I don't like Link. I don't, I don't care about Lincoln Park, but, but I'm just saying, I, like, yeah, yeah that's that's like the one qualm yeah. with it that I have. But right, um, I mean, the, uh, something I think is what you brought up pop punk, and something I think is interesting about this song, and one of the things I think makes it feel older than than just if I think of pop punk, regardless mm-hmm. of the fact that like. Under the Cork Tree, the the Fallout Boy album that like kind of it was their second album, but it was like their the one that had Sugar Were Going Down and all this. It mm-hmm. came out like I think it came out in two thousand and four, mm-hmm. and so it's like barely this old. But I think there's something to high voices that like because male voices are higher now. That like because pop punk is sung in a higher register generally than than the guy sings mm-hmm. in this yeah. mm-hmm. it makes it feel older so same thing with nickelback nickelback it's a lower register three doors down it's a lower register and so yeah. they like they don't feel it's as older. that's interesting yeah because hmm. it's yeah. just like a different aesthetic altogether yeah well speaking of male voices um mm-hmm. to number nine <laughs> yeah we should and this is the one that i think I don't know why, but if you told me this song came out in 2009, I'd believe it. <laughs> and this, this is the one that, to me, I don't know why, but this song, it's Picture mm-hmm. by Kid Rock and yeah, Sheryl Crow. Yeah. yeah. I, w- there, it, it's like, and it may be the genre that it has mm-hmm. more of like a timelessness. It's not dated yeah. in the way that like traditional pop would yeah, be it kind of doesn't exist because it is yeah it's like a genre it was kind a, of pop country feeling almost you know what i mean yeah which it's, which pop country as a genre has not evolved right. the way that pop music has exactly and it's kind of and sad. yeah and it's like even though it's got kid rock it was a departure for kid rock mm-hmm. like the, at this time you know he's he's not too long after you know cowboy not too long i mean you know, ba with a bada is God. <laughs> which yeah. to say ba with a is <laughs> it sounds so dumb. But it if you don't acknowledge that that song fucks, like you just have to acknowledge that, like you say that that song fucks. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> it really does. It really does. Now the oh thing is, God. um, he sucks sucks but the song kid rock <laughs> kid rock is a piece of fucking shit and he's a fucking piece of shit he love he's from anyone okay anyone from the south hmm. who loves the confederate flag hmm. and combats people who say they shouldn't fly it because it's our heritage hmm. as a southerner you are a racist mm-hmm. and at best 
you have been treated you've been tricked into believing that there is a heritage other than racism mm-hmm. that gives you some sort of um pride in that flag and in many cases the daughters of the confederacy have tricked you through lobbying efforts to pervert your education into believing that somehow uh, support for the confederacy is a form of patriotism however if you are from detroit is that where he's from Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you have only racism. This right. is not, you do not get to claim culture. It's simply, it is a, it is, it is a white pride flag. You are a racist. And he has endorsed the Confederate flag, not just w- w- if he was called out for it, but like he was like, People were petitioning him to make statements about it after major acts of like white supremacist terrorism. And he's like, tell these protesters to get the fuck out of here. And like. And then also he uh, when. He'll like, you know, he has has said things like tell Colin Kaepernick, he could fuck off. And it's just like, dude. You are a piece of shit. And and like, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all. That's all she wrote, you know? Yeah. And I, and I, I, in, 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 you know, in 2003, he was just, yes, white trash, but, you know, we were a much more, um, uh, we were much better liars about how racist we are in 2003. Mm. And so he, you know, I don't blame Cheryl Crow, but (laughs) she has continued to perform this song with him Mm. um, into like 2015. And so, you know what? I point a finger at you, Cheryl Crow. I point a finger at you. I have thrown out all of my checked button downs and (laughs) I point my finger at you. You. Fun fact: They uh-huh. couldn't res- pers- they couldn't secure the rights to to the song um, from Cheryl Crow's label, mm-hmm. so they recorded an additional single version with Alison Moorer, apparently a country song, a-, a singer, and so they released the single as Kid Rock and Alison Moorer, with the Cheryl Crow being the album version. And then country stations would just play the the illegal version. Oh, weird. Which like sucks for Allison Moore. Seriously. Like that's sorry. That's Allison. fucked up. And then because the Cheryl Crow version was more popular, then they made the video for the Cheryl Crow version. It's like <laughs> they don't oh. it it was illegal. Yeah. Um so many levels yeah. tell us this song needs to go. Right. It, um, it's weird. It, yeah. I'm gonna need you to vamp for about 25 seconds, Stephen. You gonna want me to vamp? Okay. Right there's no one better. There's no one gorilla. I've got a cup of coffee in my hand. There's a piece of. There's an eraser right next to me. I bought it for charcoal. I haven't used it. Uh, I am. FYI, anyone who's tracking my 
clothes making at this point i have made i'm getting really good at making the button down shirts and i'm actually going the next stop is overalls and i have learned through like how good i've become at at like doing the seams that even if i'm not able to get the the overalls just right i think i'll be able to expand the seams in a way that is fine i guess like in a way that works well and they'll be green you know because i have enough blue cracker wears a lot of blue um oh that's right i can say cracker because gina's not here she's taking a pee pee break yeah maybe it's a poo poo break these are things i don't know you know what i'll do i'll take the time actually to endorse the fan fiction podcast on the rock rising network i have been listening to it i've been listening to it like three episodes a day it riley and Alyssa have such great chemistry and you should check it out (laughs) uh yeah so how how was it was it a clean break good such a relief (laughs) nice Nice. We can move on down the list. Sure. Uh, thank, you. thank you, everybody. I'll be excited to hear what you vamped about when this episode comes out. Yeah. Um, so number eight, we're going down to uh, Miss You by Aaliyah. Um, and this song was recorded in 1999, uh, but was uh, unreleased at the time. And so it was released uh, in a posthumous album. Uh, in 2002 and then this this song topped the charts basically or you know was was in the in the hits it um, ate the charts it ate the charts um yeah because Aaliyah had passed away when it when it came out which is very sad obviously um i'm gonna ask you a question gina mm-hmm. had you ever heard this song before I had not, no. Nor I. No, I had never heard this song. Um, yeah, no. Oh, I have no idea how, because this song is not... I think it's the only one not, on this top ten that I hadn't heard before. Yeah, the only one. Same. Yeah. I have, like, distinct memories of, like, middle school with, with mm-hmm. these songs of, like, in certain cases, um, like, with with the song that you're going to discuss next. Mm-hmm. Um of the songs being like inescapable Mm -hmm. and, and like, I, I just don't understand how one of these, cause it's, it's the hot 100 that we get this. It's, it's the year end hot 100. It is not, we're not, it's not like the R and B charts or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like if I knew picture and I knew bring me to life, there's no reason that this song, I shouldn't have known it. Mm -hmm. And I had never fucking heard it. No, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's to me on oh go, yeah, yeah. Well no 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 go 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 go. No, I wasn't really gonna say anything interesting. I I honestly now that I have heard it, I couldn't really sing it. Like I can't quite recall the the melody. You know what I mean? So I don't think it really it to me it doesn't doesn't really stick in the brain. It's not really an earworm. Um on Otra question. Um Aaliyah thoughts question mark thoughts on Aaliyah? yeah uh 
I don't. Is there some controversy about her? I mean, I mean no. I, it's 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 just that like sure. I mean there is controversy because she like married R. Kelly at fifteen. Oh, and, oh yeah. yeah. Th- there is that, and then they like the parents. Her parents like got the marriage annulled because mm-hmm. they they like lied on the marriage contract that she mm-hmm. was over eighteen. Um, well, and then he just yeah. hasn't commented on it because yeah, she's dead so he yeah. hasn't mm-hmm. had to um mm-hmm. but or he's been able to get out of it by being like let's not disgrace let's not talk mm-hmm. about that right um, right yeah but yeah. yeah it's it's not i so i feel like in the past 5 years i've seen a lot of people with like Aaliyah shirts and i'm and i'm just sitting here like was she that big like i mm-hmm. i mean i knew the one song now granted she'd been out since like 94 mm-hmm. and so it's like absolutely possible right um i mean yeah apparently you know she she is according to wikipedia has been credited for helping to redefine contemporary r&b and hip-hop um and that she was an, a huge influence to lots of different um artists who came later but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really. I, I honestly like. I, I wonder if it's just that I, you know, personally just didn't hear much of her music, which I am not honestly not surprised by. Um, you know, like, uh, and like, if if there is a sense of, especially with the tragedy, like the tragic nature of how she passed, like, you know, uh, um, if anyone who does not know. Um, yes, sorry. When Aaliyah died, um, she had she was filmed. She had finished shooting a music video in Jamaica. They had finished late at night. Uh, they had finished one night, and they finished. It was like a day early, and they decided, you know what? Let's just go ahead and get out of here. And they left. Uh, and about two hundred feet after takeoff, the plane crashed, exploded. Uh, the plane was overloaded by seven hundred pounds, and the pilot um falsified his like training hours and everything to like qualify for his license mm-hmm. so and had like yeah. cocaine in his body mm-hmm. in his system, apparently. Yeah. yeah 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 so yeah i i don't know i mean it's yeah i i didn't i don't know much about her music honestly um I'm going to have to like so, just do a like a listening so, marathon. Like next mm-hmm. when I'm making these overalls next, I'm going to have to just or, or like the buttons I have to I have a, the shirt that I was making during the debate. I like mm-hmm. the the uh, the buttons come today and maybe I'll just Friday. like do an Aliathon. Mhm. Yeah. that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, um, yeah. But like yeah. this video y'all, DMX, Missy Elliott, right. Jamie Foxx, Lil Kim, Timbaland, Tony Braxton, Nick Cannon, Rosario Dawson, Queen Latifah, and then like a bunch of people that I do not know. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. But yeah. like, it is just filled. It is. It is filled with people turning up for someone that I'm like, why don't I know them more? I know it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind. Of, it's kind of like now I'm at. I now I'm on the other side of that spectrum, and there's these. You know, for any of our listeners who are on, who are not on TikTok, you will. Uh, Gina is your surrogate. Yes. The there's these like, you know, put a finger down challenges or things, and they'll be talking about (laughs) like, um, like 
famous white dudes and a number of them will be like TikTok celebrities or like I guess like just just general influencers that I'm looking at them and I'm like who the fuck are you you know like um do you know who charlie d'amelio is of course not steven well you say of course not but like the, the here, here's the thing with regards to like how famous she is you should know that she is the number one tiktok uh influencer she has 80 million followers quite a lot right and so like her there are these they're this uh, this other person like addison ray um like these people are regardless of whether or not we know who they are incredibly famous and then they end up in these like compilation videos that i'm sitting there being like who the fuck is this who is this who is this <laughs> mm-hmm. i do not know mm-hmm. Should we move on? Let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, number seven, mm-hmm. the debut single mm-hmm. from Chingy. Chingy. Right there. Oh. Yes. Um, hitting us with the most cost-effective music video ever made. The <laughs> yeah, it's it's in a nice like white studio, white studio background. Um, not yeah. much controversy to I this. I watched a different what? music video, I guess, where there's like you watch a different music video. Yeah, where he's like on this. There's like they're on this on a stoop kind of, and there's like, and then they're they go into like a club. Did, no. Oh, oh yeah, no. Mine wasn't. I didn't watch that video at all. I watched uh, one where it was just him. It was Jermaine Dupri, and yeah, weird. I don't know. Weird. I guess there are yeah. multiple. I mean, um, we are now in the internet age, so there right. will be multiple. Right, and sometimes music videos change. We will my next one. That exact thing happened. Um, they released a video, and then they released another video, and then mm. it's like, oops, on that one. It also happens mm-hmm. with "I Love You" with Natasha Bedingfield. You know, she had one video, and then it became uh, a, a more famous song, and then they mm-hmm. she released another video as a, a second video. Um, this is pre-unwritten days, and I mm-hmm. loved that song. I the, love that too yeah it was great it was almost the, the that we did our uh first dance to <laughs> for our oh that would have been too much i know i know Anyways, yeah. but the i would say much like so unlike i miss you the chorus of this song is an earworm but i feel like nothing else about this song is mm-hmm. catchy like like not only yes many verses it's like often that you will not remember. You do not remember the verse like you remember the chorus. That's just like basic song yeah, structure. Song, and yeah. sure. it's like, you know, it's quite literally the origin of the word chorus. You know, it's basically it's there for when we are supposed to sing along to. <laughs> and so. We're not in the verse. Mm-hmm. We ain't. Mm-hmm. Um but I would say I couldn't even pos I couldn't even identify like uh what the verse might even sound like. Right. I well, only and, have mm-hmm. you know, I like the way you do that right there. Right there. Right there. Yeah. Well, and just looking at these lyrics a, a touch, um, um it's really all about 
it's just it's just straight up all objectification. And the video that I watched was also like very much about catcalling too. Like it was women walking. Uh, and, and he's and just like, yelling, "Hey, I like the way you do that right there." And there's literally a line mm. that's like swoop on her like an eagle swooping down on its prey. And that Ooh. just feels um, not great in terms of the the type of relationship that you're talking about between with with a woman. So, uh, yeah, I personally don't need this song anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, no, and yeah, no, <laughs> nope, yeah. nope. Yeah. And, and it's it was he often was written about about the the way that he used the letter r you know that it was just unprecedented uh, you know but of course it's it's filled with you know dirty south references and i was like oh wow the the, the what the the letter r is not dirty south the, the the way in which these music critics are avoiding saying sexism while also avoiding saying you know black people be sexist like it it's just a, a way of like the music critics talking around the content of the song um but that but by also complimenting yeah the way that he lands the the er er oh, oh, okay. you know i, I didn't like know the way you meant. do that right there sure Spread your hips and you walk and let down your her yeah okay. like um Somebody even called it Devo-esque, like the band Devo. I was like, I don't think anything about this song is reminiscent of the band Devo. Mm -hmm. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, yeah, this song, um, if it were a font (laughs) modification... Mm-hmm. It'd be strike through. Boom, we got rid of it, motherfucker. Oh, nice. We don't even have a keyboard shortcut for that. that I love it. Um, I wasn't saying I just made it up yeah, right there. Well, that's impressive. That's a really good one. I like it. Um, number yeah, six. Welcome. Number six. This is Unwell by Metro mm. or MB2. Mm. You know, if you want to be cool. No, no. <laughs> if no. you want to be cool, though, Steven. No. no. Uh, it's from their third album. Uh, this is very like the pop, pop rock kind of feel there mm-hmm. you know post smooth on uh, it's yeah. post smooth mm-hmm. um you seem down on it i just this song would get stuck in my head i don't know i this is where I, like so many of these songs i'm kind of like i don't really i don't know i don't personally like love the song i don't see anything necessarily wrong with it except that i don't like it i don't know that's why music well, is really hard for me <laughs> to figure out well yeah i mean i think that like i'm yeah, I I have no problem. the The weird thing about Matchbox Twenty to me is, is I will like call people. I will like occasionally refer to something as like Matchbox Twenty because Matt like they're a band where I'm like, yeah, I don't think they've ever released a bad song that I've heard. Mm but I don't think they're anyone's favorite band. If I were to find someone who said, oh, my favorite band is Matchbox 20, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, no. But like, but they have a shit ton of hits. They do. Whenever I hear the hits, when I hear 3 a.m., I'm like, yeah. When I hear um, Real World, I'm like, all right, all right. Like the, 
when I hear that one, uh, I believe the world in Mountain Dew and Graham. Well, I guess we're going to find out. Let's see. Let's see how far we've come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Push. Probably, you know, it's, it's, it, this is like problematic e boy incel music, but like, mm. We didn't have words for it back then, so it doesn't count, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I gotta say, uh, much like the uh, Star Wars, much like the uh, re-rendering of Jurassic Park, man, <laughs> visual effects are at an all-time low <laughs> in, in, in this. I think it's because it was just like emerging technology that we were just really overconfident in and by god the, i mean it's like made in windows movie maker i, I like the what the shit he's like his he's in a like sort of pinkish room and his like body parts expand at some point later like his body parts expand and then the the patterns on the wall just kind of like yeah, pulse yeah. but also let's be real it, it was in it was something to comment about in csi, CSI with yeah, like absolutely. their know, the horrific memory. like motion blur like yeah, so bad. horrific lighting design like the 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 lighting palettes for almost all of this stuff is like so weird very like very like pea greenish browns um mm-hmm. the amount of like blue in csi i'm like jesus christ like yeah. people would be killing themselves if their office was this fucking blue mm-hmm. you know I, mm-hmm. and they're having to be looking at these dead bodies like we get it <laughs> it's cold there you yeah. know like you know yeah um also i will i will say mm-hmm. um you say having engaged with first off i did not remember this video i got gear i did i remember him being on a train i do not remember him being in a bathroom with a giant toilet that an animated dog crawls into <laughs> like i was like what the fuck what am i seeing what is, yeah but um i will say there are certain things now that i am um practiced in certain things that at the time I was not practiced in, um, I was like, oh, oh, this is very clearly referencing something that I did not recognize at the time. Um, what was it referencing? Wait, what? Uh, this is very clearly an acid reference. Uh, the way that like the 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 uh, wallpaper uh, is like pulsing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that is that is a little unwell. Right. I'm just a little unwell. Mm-hmm. Like mm. in a while, like i'll be how i used to be you know just the way that he's like seeing people the way that like it is just fucking it's just what it is and whether or not he wrote it from that perspective doesn't matter it's the concept of the video mm-hmm. um yeah uh in, in arguably mm. but god what a shitty what shitty effects so bad mm-hmm stick to practicals you know well we were very excited it was new media you know we wanted to show we were yeah somehow we ended up like with those 60s claymation type videos you know the Mm -hmm. ones with like 
I don't even know the the name for it, but they're That's all like it. like yeah. Hercules mythology. Mytholo- mytholo- yeah. What? No, I understand. Sorry, I'm just. We've got so many songs still. Let's keep on moving, baby. Wow, yeah, how baby. dare you? I'm just saying, please. Fine, move on. Go. No, it's your turn. No, is it? Yeah, number five. Oh yeah, it is. I was ready to go. Number five. Yeah. So, um, number five is "When I'm Gone" by Three Doors Down, which I will say, I, I was like, not. I'm still not able to hear the song in my head because i just hear um i'll go wherever you will go by what is it lifehouse oh, yeah. that i'm like when i'm gone you need <laughs> to um yeah, that's what i thought was happening too that's so funny yep right and then um also bizarrely this is a song that unlike right there mm-hmm. i feel like the the verse is something I remember more than the chorus. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this song is off of their uh, their album, Away From The Sun. It was their second album. Their, they It has like all their like main hits um, that have like uh, Away From The Sun and um, Oh Jesus Christ, Stephen, did you not write down? <laughs> the three doors down other songs, you know, but like, um, what are their other songs, Gina? You better Kryptonite, tell me right now. Three doors down. Oh, here without you. Kryptonite is, is, but that was not their first album, but like oh. here without you oh, yeah, is yeah. the song yeah, that I feel yeah. like is about yeah. you, baby. And I dream about you all the time. Yeah. Um, that is a clear one in which the verse like normal, Mm. Yeah, but like I remember, I skipped to reading the chorus, and I was like, "Hold me when I'm here. Mm. I won't always be there. <laughs> what the fuck?" But then I, when the second it started, it was like, "There's another world inside of me that you can now see." I was like, "Oh yeah, that this one, great." <laughs> right. um, yeah. yeah, and this is one where. The original video was like they were being buried in a grave and then it was replaced with a tribute to the soldiers being deployed mm-hmm. to uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. I uh, I guess it was actually not Iraq, but it was it would have been it would have been Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, the. Um, it was first performed oh, in Spartanburg, South Carolina, the bustling metropolis in 2001. Um, and then, you know, I feel like I'm OK with Three Doors Down in 2003. I feel like in 2003, Three Doors Down are fine. Um, they did, however, play at Trump's inauguration. So it's like uh, you kind of cross the picket line for that one. And... Uh, a playwright friend of ours had an excellent comment about it, which is they played they played All Star by Smash Mouth, mm-hmm. which one song. could then conclude that that Trump does not know the difference between Three Doors Down and Smash Mouth. <laughs> right. And yeah, I think that is uh, funny, but also mm-hmm. yeah, like what what a weird position for three doors down to be in it no one else will take this job not even the band that plays the song right and they don't even want they to will... play yeah our own music right. yeah right 
Yeah, I'm not a fan of them. I just don't like their. I it's that like that voice that was so of the auth, early aughts, like you said, um, Nickelback. They make me think of Nickelback. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it rubs me the wrong way. But again, that's just my like preference. It's not anything to do with the song, yeah. so I don't know what to do with it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I think their career is rightfully over. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have no problem with the songs that they made. Their career rightfully come to a close. Over. We don't need any more of it. Yeah, agreed. Unlike, yeah. unlike the number unlike. song "Crazy in Love" by Beyonce featuring Jay Z. Um, because you know this was so. This was another. This was her debut off her debut solo album, which is pretty exciting it's crazy to just it's crazy to think because i remember this song coming out and like that 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 like our life our conscious life we've seen so much beyonce and so many different so many different right it's like bizarre that this came out like it's almost like all the different evolutions of beyonce it's like bizarre that so many of them happened so early because since since 2013, when Beyonce came out, I feel like we've had a very similar Beyonce where she's definitely pushing boundaries, but it's like mm-hmm. that yeah. same world. Whereas like everything up until four, I feel like was like massive mm-hmm. uh, changes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's just also, a great, I feel like. Yeah. I um, although I, I will say. Um, it is also it also evinces the Beyonce tradition of being presented a number of looks, mm-hmm. picking them, putting them in the video, and not caring if they're stolen. One of them being like I, I was reading about it, it was saying that like they stole from J- the Jenny on the Block video, Jenny oh. from the Block video, uh-huh. and to, and I. Then there's the clip of like her and she's on the stage in the middle of the city and there's the lights like around her. And I was like, damn, yes, that is a ripoff of the Jenny from the Blog video. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I don't remember the Jenny from the Blog video, but yeah, wow. But Beyonce just, she just, she used to have a little now. She, she has a lot. So mm, that's true. I remember, uh, yeah, she's still Jenny from the Block. Right. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Are we ready to talk about number three? I guess so, because, you know, we just love Beyonce. I love Beyonce. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's nothing to negative to say what, about this. What do you no. say? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes, let's keep going. To Sean so Paul. Oh, my God. Sean Paul. Apparently, he claims the song is not about weed, which I would say, I, I'm sure it is not about weed, because right, yeah. nothing <laughs> about it makes me think of weed. Um, you know, it sounds very defensive. It's not about weed, I swear. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like, I yeah no, so. I didn't yeah, think so. I, I agree. Um, you know, and he's one of the only, like, patois uh singing mm-hmm. reggaeton artist to to have like major billboard success and mm-hmm. he you know is a very he's a vocal advocate say, for patois singers saying that like basically it's the use of that just the fact that we can't understand it it, it, mm-hmm. it like wrongly hinders their ability to be mm-hmm. successful in the US yeah. but yeah. i remember listening i remember looking this up being like this is the this song came out before Gimme Delight, but I don't remember Get Busy. Well, I don't I don't have any idea. Like 
I, I just kept hearing like get busy with it i'm like that's not that's that's not at all what this song is mm. and then the second it started i was like oh, <laughs> right. oh I yes i remember this one because yeah. i was like this is the song i was like um shake yeah. that thing miss you cannot not you cannot avoid dancing i know to sean paul period i know it's the, true the second it comes on it's like elbows out knees out we're going to shake that thing right, right. you're like and then like yeah and then you know by the time temperature comes out it's oh, fucking done yeah. oh, oh yeah. my oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah go sean paul yeah yeah sean yep. paul yeah he's fucking, um, yeah he's amazing he's great um, um, also, I have yeah. Never mind. No, what do you have? I was going to say that I have heard him sing in in in. It's funny. Before I understood, I think the uh, the biggest problem that people have in terms of accepting patois music is understanding that patois exists, mm, and totally. that it's not just yep. a dialect of English mm-hmm. that he's speaking. Right. Because when I heard him speak Spanish, because I've heard him sing in Spanish, and I'm like, this dude is very clearly singing. Spanish words in a way that he does not clearly speak Spanish English words, mm. and it's because he's not singing in English. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, yeah. Totally. It, or yeah, mm. um, or in many cases, he's speaking a hybrid of mm. patois and English, like, uh, like with a, a little bit more influence on the English to make it more like accessible mm. to the audiences. Right, um, right. Mm. But yeah. 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 Honestly, we could we could go with more Sean Paul. Like we could I, have. I would be down with far more Sean Paul. Where is he yeah, doing? Like, we don't have enough. Uh, he was in. He did a remix of Cheap Thrills by Sia. But other than that, I Sean Paul, put some music out. Put some music out, Sean Paul. Um, however, number two, this person can need does not need to put. Oh yeah. Else more into the world. Um, Ignition remix by R. Kelly, who we've mentioned mm-hmm. already. Um. Yeah, and I just will. Apparently, the only fun fact I've got about this song is that the original version featured lots of innuendos about underage girls. So that's uh, and, and then it was changed to like be less about that. But um, you know, we just I just yeah, we 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 don't need our Kelly. Uh, we don't. Need yeah, her. I mean, like the worst thing we lose by getting rid of this, song, and this song is one where it's like, yeah. If you lived through this time, you know every word mm-hmm. to this song. Yeah, totally. And you likely know a number of words to the Dave Chappelle parody. <laughs> um, right. Because, yeah. And this song, yeah, because, it's gotten played at like half, at least half the weddings I've been to, you know. Right. Like still, and yeah. unlike Three Doors Down. Mm-hmm. He was in the midst of his controversies when this was happening. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, this was the 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 tape of him like peeing on women. Yeah. Like girls. Right. It was already like it was already a thing. Already happening. And it was we yeah, just was, didn't care about it. I mean, really, I it's it's an indictment like, of us. Joked, we joked about it. You know, like it was right. it was only I remember like hearing about it. And like it, though every time I heard about it, it was like presented as like a punchline, and it's just like, man, wow, right? Oof. Yeah, and like, and he'd already married a fifteen-year-old, right. and he had already, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. like yeah. It, it. This is one where it, like it, 
It's a classic Indiana Jones situation. It's mm-hmm. gotta go. <laughs> got to go. But that Indiana brings us Jones to what Indiana Jones situation. Yeah, you you're heavy, heavy nostalgia for something that had oh, to oh, go. Sure. Okay, yeah. You know, except yeah. like yeah. while I didn't have that for any. Oh, Lord of the Rings, friends, fuck that friends shit. Situation. Friends situation, classic friends situation, classic friends, and and it's so much like Friends that. I may still quote it. Mm, mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. You know, and if it comes on, I might mm. still dance to it. Mm, yeah. You know, it like it, it, it's awful. Mm-hmm. It is. It's got to go. It will yeah. not play at my fictional wedding mm-hmm. um, for more than one reason, but mm-hmm. the main one being that I'll never get married. <laughs> um, the, the, hey. Yeah. But all right. Are you ready? I'm ready for the number one one song. Oh, man. (laughs) In the Club by 50 Cent. Cent. Like, so this is made for his uh, debut album, Get Rich or Die Trying. And all of it, like, so apparently this was made for the for D12. Um, You may not know who they are. You may know who they are do not so basically um like eminem is not only a solo rapper but he also there's like a a a rap group d12 that he also raps with and and 50 cent as an eminem protege Mm -hmm. uh the first artist signed to shady aftermath the dre eminem combo Mm -hmm. when d12 was like eh, we pass on this he then got it 50 Mm -hmm. 50 did and and he the other songs on the album were apparently you know more downers so he wanted to have like an upbeat song and yeah he uh nailed it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, nailed it and because and through that by 2007 was the second wealthiest rapper Whoa. in yeah um Rocking now he success. yeah now he also invested a lot in like property and in uh raw material mining oh, okay. um which a bit weird yeah. um sure. you know like not quite blood diamonds but like platinum mm-hmm. mines and things like that um and yeah. Also, um, in recent, I I find him to be surprised. I'm always surprised when I hear that he's relevant, because um, mm-hmm. there was like yeah a few songs in this era, and then after that, I feel like I stopped hearing about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, same. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I've heard of Power. He was on Power. He's a producer on Power. Uh, yes, I know about like Vitamin Water. Was but, he like a spokesperson for Vitamin Water? Oh no, he like he's like a part owner. He's oh, like one of the oh. one of the major owners yeah. of Vitamin Water. Um, yeah, it's like when you learn that Young Jeezy owns forty uh, percent of Arby's. You're like what? <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. The um, no, the big the thing that he's done recently, in addition, um, so basically, many people. In case you don't, if, if you don't understand how. Um, marginal tax rates work just do a cursory 
Google. Do us all a fucking favor. Go on Wikipedia and do some very light reading. Honestly, just look at it'll just take a chart, really, for you to understand it. Um, so if you think that if the top marginal tax rate is 60 percent and that means that you would lose 60 cents on a dollar, you're a fucking idiot. Okay, and do the research Mm -hmm. the man's too fucking rich gina he's too rich to have such an idiotic understanding of what marginal tax rates are and then also to frame it even then to frame it as oh if i make you know a thousand dollars i'll be left with 3800 with a 62 top marginal tax rate it's like okay yeah but you're making 400 million dollars and you're left with only like a hundred and ninety eight million dollars. Like, how will you live? <laughs> how will you live? But he then, you know, basically in response to Biden's tax plan said, you know, I don't care about I don't care if Donald Trump hates black people. I'm not going to vote for him. I'm voting for I'm, I'm not going to vote for Biden because of this tax plan. And it's like, you know what? God, shut the fuck up. Shit. All of these investments that you have, they they're taxed on under capital gains taxes. Mm. So you don't even understand how your own fucking income works, you piece of shit. And then you have decided to, like, basically turn your back on everyone that you grew up with. And uh, you're a piece of shit. So wow. fuck 50. I didn't, I didn't know all that. My goodness. Good to there know. There is a world elsewhere. Mm. Uh, what is that from? There is a world elsewhere. Oh, Coralianus. Sorry. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Those are the top 10. But but you know what? But 17 years ago, you could find him in the club. He's got what you need. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Yeah. Uh, Funny funny fact in 2006, apparently he was sued by the manager um, of Two Live Crew who, like, own the rights to that group's catalog, the rap group's catalog, because that because Fifty Cent plagiarized the line "It's your birthday," and then, well, like claimed that he owned that phrase. It's like well, um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then like a judge was like, "Yeah, no," because that's just a phrase that everybody says. <laughs> like it's like Miley Cyrus um, for, during "We Can't Stop" for like "We Can't Stop." Um, like there was some phrase there was some she like lost a lawsuit for like mm. hundreds of millions of dollars it's and my party doesn't she have something is that that song where it's like it's my party we can do if i want yeah it's a party we can do what we want to we can do anything um uh mm. but like interesting but it's my, it's but your it, my yeah yeah <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's your birthday. It's just one line. It's like when you find out that like uh, Taylor Swift has copywritten "Wildest Dreams," yeah. or like when you get buses. Like literally, there were bus stops after 2014 that said "Welcome to New York." Dash mm, Taylor I Swift. That. I was I like, you have got to be kidding. And I love Taylor Swift, but I'm like, you've got to be kidding. Like I, I, yeah, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Well, that's 2003. Oh, We've oh, done it. oh. Yeah. We run things, things don't yeah, run we. 
I just looked that. That up was too. the lyric. Yeah, yeah and, and it wasn't clear, like you know that's not an eponymous. That's not like or not a uh, common phrase. You know, so yeah. Well, yeah. it's not. But at the same time, it's just a sentence, and then the sentence backwards. Like the yeah. melody was, uh, was not the same. Mm-hmm. It was like she did not. We we run things, things don't run. We. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's not worth three hundred million dollars because it's also not a pivotal part of the song. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's not it's not it's all party we can do what we right, want right, it's right. all party we ha- yeah it's yeah. not it, it's not a pivotal part of the song and so i just thought that that was heinous yeah that's um, crazy yeah well gina do we have a haiku no because what are we my what kind of haiku am i supposed to make out of this mess this hot i mess? don't know <laughs> my name is gina my I'm name is gina <laughs> I went to the bathroom. What does that have to? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. In the the middle. In the middle of. In the middle of. Of this. In, no, the middle. Oh, you're making it the seven. Okay, anyway. Oh, I've already done this. My name is Gina, is line one. Mm -hmm. I went to the bathroom in (laughs) seven. You can't. The middle. Okay. Of okay. this. You're just going to take a sentence, divide it. Yeah, but you, it has to, each line has its meaning. Anyways. Um, we, are we are a Rock Rising Productions podcast. We sure are. Follow us at SWKT Podcast on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Should We Keep This. Follow me at Stephen Moskis on in, on Instagram, on tw- Twitter. Uh, follow me at uh, Save the Penguins on, on TikTok. That's where I... I feel like I'm living my best social media life. Gina. Don't follow me. No, just kidding. Is a liar. <laughs> um, and no, she's no. lying because she's posting. She's posting about pictures of her I motherfucking cat. So she's a lying piece of shit. I'm sorry. Over months and months, I've posted one Instagram of my adorable new cat. Uh-huh. Um, next time, 2004, we're going to be watching Shrek 2 and Million Dollar oh, Baby. Oh, what yeah. Year. What a, a friggin' year. Yeah. Boom. All right. All righty. Bye. This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram. And if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.